0: But for now, why don't we put on a little piece of music and then we'll go into that. Uh, We'll go into that piece in a little bit later. But this is Catlow, Pinkly Things.
1: Records, CITR, the Georgia Strait, and Beaver present the Fall Down Get Down. Featuring Detroit's own death, local power pop ledgers, the pointed sticks for their last show ever, Portland's b and Seattle's King Dude, and many, many more. Weekender goes from November 1st to the 4th, whose weekend passes at Neptune, Zulu, Redcat, Dandelion, and LaDiDowRecords.com.
0: And Rebecca. Um, so that was Catlow uh, off of their new album, Pinkly Things. I um, uh, hope you liked it. That song was called House Arrest. Um, so I would like to do a little announcement uh, for those of you who happen to be CITR alumni or just big fans of CITR. Um, next month, there are going to be a large number of cool events. Uh, related to CITR's 75th birthday, uh, which is coming up. Uh, let me see. It's happening. Uh, the CITR's Diamond Radioversary Party uh, for 75 years of being CITR Saturday, November 17th. Tickets are $10 in advance or $12 at the door. It's going from 8 p.m. to 1 a.m. at Chapel Arts. And uh, there's going to be some really great bands playing. Um, stuff for I know there's actually some conceptualization behind it with bands from different that appeal to different generations of CITR listeners. Um, Lisa Marr from Cub, uh, Carolyn Mark uh, for uh, it's like more established fans, and then for the for the younguns, there's people like uh, like Gang Signs who I'm going to play right now. This is uh, Gang Signs off of their new album Antidote. Or sorry, the song is called Antitote. The album is self-titled. That was fine mist. Um, I actually made a mistake. I thought Gang Science was playing at the Citr uh, Diamond at Radioversary, and maybe they are in part of the and more, but they are not confirmed. Anyways, um, so currently playing is Lisa Mar uh, as Miss Mar and Friends, uh, Culture Shock, Fine Mist, who you just heard, Channels Three and Four, Carolyn Mark and the New Best Friends, and more, um, which may maybe maybe Gang Signs. Let's go into Brenda's piece on Matchstick Coffee and uh, hear what that's all about. I wish I could introduce it better than that. I'm, I apologize.
2: This is Brenda, correspondent for Peanut Butter and Jams Radio with Marlis. Hello. And we're here at Matchstick Coffee with Spencer who's going to tell us a bit about Matchstick. Uh, tell us a bit about your coffee shop and how it got started.
3: Uh, this has been uh, a dream of mine and ours for, for a number of years. Uh, All of us uh, My wife Annie Is one of the partners And Aaron as well Aaron Braun He kind of heads up The roastery Annie heads up uh, the baking side of things, and I take take on most of the retail. Ever since all of us got involved in coffee, we we quickly found out that it was something that we wanted to be in for a long time and kind of got to the point where we, we were standing on the edge of whether we wanted to dive in and make it a career. So we decided to do so, kind of dreamt up what a company might look like. And when that happened, we basically had a name, no space, no money, and dove in. We're very grateful that things lined up the way they did worked out the way they did, and here we are. It's almost been a year since we've been open. Yeah, so I guess short answer is we all really love making coffee and and being involved in this industry, kind of being a catalyst for people to meet and enjoy something something delicious and and wonderful and having that be a springboard for for relationships and further conversation and all of that. We love it all.
2: So for people who aren't in your coffee shop, how does that play out on the ground? How did you set up your... Your store and the vibe to provide a space like that.
3: Uh, d- Design-wise, like how did we come up with the aesthetic?
2: Yeah, and and all the the music and the whole things that make the atmosphere of your
3: place. Um, again, I think it starts from a very simple concept and and philosophy and that we really try to let that permeate every single thing we do at our company. At the forefront would be doing things well and producing quality quality products and our main product is obviously coffee and we devote a lot of time and skill and that's a starting point for for training and it's always a focus of what we're doing but we believe if if we only think about that and forget everything else that people experience in our company that we are actually doing coffee a disservice. We're, We're not doing everything well so we try to let quality really really influence and kind of define what we do so if that's music now or is there any new local bands that we can be supporting is there something that's, that fits for for the cafe even if something as simple as a cafe too cold a cafe too warm uh, that you can have the best coffee in the world but if you're sweating bullets or you're freezing cold it's never going to taste good so all of those really are important if the cafe's dirty uh, that's not going to be nice either. If it's not clean, that's that's incredibly important. All of it really, really matters. So coffee's the heartbeat, but if you lose the rest, I guess, what's the point?
2: How do you make the coffee? How do you do it differently?
3: Oh, The big difference at Matchstick is that we brew every coffee by the cup. So our, our filter coffee or our drip coffee... Uh, rather than kind of going to a place, them having a big vat of it behind the counter and asking if you want medium or dark, or sometimes just n- not even giving you a choice, we actually have at least three different coffees available at any one time. And they're all made fresh right b- right before you. So they haven't been sitting at all because you saw it get made. And we use, uh, we use metal filters here rather than paper filters. They're a little bit tricky. They require a really good grinder so that no, it's a very even extraction and a little bit of finesse in, in how the water is introduced it's all poured by hand Um, but if you you get those things down uh, the resulting cups a lot fuller flavor a lot better extraction because the oils don't get absorbed into the paper filter they all end up in in the cup so we've the first time I tried coffee like that I was absolutely floored I'd never tried anything like that before I really wanted to find a way to introduce that into our cafe we kind of played around with the idea and decided to do all the coffee like that because we just cared about it that much so it takes more work, more labor, more effort. Mm-hmm. But I really think that, that the coffee tastes better because of it. So for us, it's worth it.
4: We've already noticed that our cups of coffee taste different because we both got different uh, kinds. And they're single origin. Is that yes. correct? Yeah. So even the fact that two cups of coffee made the same way, we taste the beans differently. And I think that's also shows like such a care in coffee and, and an interesting experience than just ordering plain old coffee absolutely it becomes a new experience
3: for sure and, and i think the way most people approach coffee or their perception of coffee is that it's going to taste bad it's going to be bitter and that it needs to be fixed yeah. so you add sugar and cream and all these things. not that those aren't bad i mean i'm drinking a I'm drinking gibraltar right now so it's coffee with milk so milk is good but but the character of, of really good coffee i think shines best on its own and Actually, the character of all coffee shines best on its own. So, if you're drinking bad coffee, it's really going to taste bad unless you do something to it. If you're drinking really good coffee, it tastes really, really good. Yeah. Um, even as it as it cools and as you you really spend time with with a cup, you can see how dynamic it becomes and uh, and get all those layers, much like uh, an excellent wine or beer. Or, or scotch. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> can I? If you will. <laughs>
4: Speaking of, like, single origins, and you're the head of, re- or the, in charge of retail, how do you source your coffee?
3: I don't like to say I'm in charge of retail, <laughs> but... Sorry. We, the person that
4: has an interest in it. Yeah, <laughs> we
3: we try to make all decisions as, okay. as a group, but... Yeah. Yeah. So
4: then, as a group, how do you, where do you source your beans? How do you decide which ones to choose?
3: The simple and, and kind of most important answer is that it has to be delicious. Yeah. It has to really, really taste good. I think there's a lot of bad coffee out there. We taste a lot of bad coffee. any coffee we purchase as green coffee or unroasted coffee, uh, we'll we'll always sample it first. We actually have a a smaller version of our roaster in the back. It's called a sample roaster. We sample roast everything ourselves uh, and and taste it. And most of the coffee we taste, we reject because it doesn't taste good enough. So if we find a coffee that's excellent, um, then it's kind of the next stage then we want to learn about the farm we want to talk to the broker learn about uh, the, what's going on there and, and help. that helps us tell the story of that farm how it's being produced what are they doing different Uh, What are they doing that's special? Do you
2: visit the farm? We haven't
3: visited too many farms yet, but we certainly hope that that will be something in the future. Uh, We really like working with people who are specialized in exporting and importing. Uh, That lets us focus on roasting and and brewing coffee. But we certainly see that as a potential stage for for growth, I suppose.
4: And how often do you change? You said you have three coffees, minimum three always. How often are you changing?
3: Uh, We're changing them kind of Constantly, so it's not like we'll, we'll have three, get rid of all three of those and then introduce the next three. So one coffee uh, we'll, we'll buy finite amount of it, and when that runs out, then we'll introduce the next one. So we're always trying to stay a little bit ahead of the curve. Uh, I would say every few weeks we're changing at least one of our coffees out. So okay. we've been open for nine months. We've been roasting for six months, and we're just about to launch, launch the fourth version of our espresso. Okay. We call that Catalog 4. So we're, we're cataloging each of our, our different espressos and, and highlighting the farm, the different regions that those come from. Uh, so so that gives you a bit of an idea. In six months, we've changed espressos four times. And, and I think we've gone through seven or eight different single origins, okay, cool. probably at least.
4: So if you, people are buying your beans and they're going home with them, do you have any recommendations to get the best the taste at home? Yes. Yes. <laughs>
3: uh, I would, if, if you're really ambitious, well, actually, no, not really ambitious, but um, you really want to do it well. I would recommend brewing it the way we do in the shop. It looks intimidating. It seems scary. Like, there's this crazy glass carafe. They're called Chemexes. It's actually yeah. a very, very traditional way of, of brewing coffee. These have been around since 1940s. Yeah. It's very similar to, like, if, if your grandma ever used, like, a Melita filter or something like that. It's not that much more complicated. Just because it's metal, it kind of looks scary. Yeah. But um, if, you, if you have a good grinder and... and and good coffee, yes. uh, there's no reason why you can't make awesome, awesome coffee at home. Uh, the one thing I would advise uh, that most people don't use when they're brewing coffee is to buy a scale, and just a regular kitchen scale from London Drugs. We sell them here, cheaper than you can get uh, in most, most drugstores. Um, we don't basically make any money on them, but I think they're really, really influential for for weighing the right amount of coffee to start with yeah. and then putting the right amount of water into that. So if you start with a good re- recipe, uh, there's there's not much holding you back from there. So oh. if I could say three things. Make sure whatever brewing method you're using, the water is the right temperature. So you don't want it boiling. You yeah. want it uh, just under boil. Most coffee machines at home don't get hot enough. So they have the opposite yeah. problem. So if you have a kettle at home, you can always make sure it's getting, getting hot enough. So coffee, that's the right uh, or water that's the right temperature. Use good coffee, and and if you're, if you want to take that step, I would recommend getting a scale.
2: Okay, that's awesome. Okay, one of the things too, this little strip has really boomed. Yeah. In the last year, which is crazy, sure. and uh, I live close by, and so it's marvelous, and we really noticed this hub. But can you talk a bit about how the neighborhood's changing?
3: Um. Well, I guess we're and as a business, we're sort of newcomers to to yeah, the hood, but we've all. Lived here for a number of years, and uh, and really love the people here and what's uh, kind of the passion for local smaller businesses and just the opportunities for I mean everyone on this strip is kind of a first time business. It's a one off mm-hmm. shop, and and they've been incredibly encouraging uh, along the way. And then I also think there's this mutual benefit for everyone. There's a certain we're sort of in this together, mm-hmm, yeah. you know. And uh, I really appreciate that. So, I mean, in the last year, there's been like five new businesses on this street. Yeah. So that that's pretty cool to see. Uh, so there's a certain camaraderie that I think just nec- necessarily comes out of that. Maybe not necessarily. Maybe, yeah. maybe it just did here. But... Um, Okay. I don't know if that answers your question or not. Yeah, sure. yeah. I mean, it's like cool to see. It's cool to be a part of. Your yeah. space is
4: very, um, I'm going to say stroller friendly because there's one here. But because yeah. there's <laughs> some great little art kids stores nearby. Yeah. You guys have a space that is great for people studying, but mm-hmm. also great for moms who are stopping in for um, art classes. I know someone else told me about this, how great yeah. this area is for kids.
3: Yeah, when we were designing it, we kind of we called it controlled chaos yes. <laughs> so there's there's a lot of open space in here if you see it see it without people inside of it it looks like we're wasting space and when we first opened some people came in and said you guys need more tables um, but when you look at it now there's there's families huddled around each corner there's kids running around on the floor which is something they don't get to do in many cafes so rather than Rather than turning up our noses at a certain demographic or kids which, you know, aren't going to be drinking coffee, saying, oh, they don't belong in this space. I think that's um, that's not a fair way of looking at what a cafe is supposed to be and kind of its responsibility in the community. So we can be very passionate about uh, coffee, but also recognize its place in the broader yeah broader community and, and and make a comfortable place where people can come and bring their families enjoy, enjoy uh, coffee as well as everything else for
2: sure and as a childless person there's nothing worse than getting landlocked between the strollers and the bathroom for sure room, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah so this is far better for everybody yeah, no. yeah. Uh, one last thing our show is also a local music show is oh, there cool. a local band that you want to hear on the radio
3: oh within the hour uh I, I don't <laughs> think I could I could play favorites okay. but uh I'm sure whatever you guys play will be excellent. Thanks. Well,
2: thank you so much, Spencer, for joining us. Actually,
3: you know what? If I was going to pick someone, uh, I'm going to give props to one of our our awesome customers. uh, Jordan Clausen is in uh, Peak Performance right now. And I think he does a really good job. And uh, he's a really great guy. So maybe play something for me. Great.
2: We'll do that. Okay. Thanks
3: so much. Okay. Thanks so much.
0: Hey, and we're back. And uh, Jessica has joined me. And I apologize for that silence at the end of the interview. I'm, uh, I'm not sure why there's five minutes of silence at the end of the interview. Uh, but, hello, Jessica. Hey, Jordy. Welcome to Peanut Butter and Jams again. And uh, bringing some prizes.
5: Yes, I brought some prizes today. <laughs>
0: Um, so stay tuned, and you, there will be a ticket giveaway at some point in the show. We're gonna we ha- we're gonna work out the details of it Beth. later. Later, yes, yes. Um, but what's what's your favorite coffee shop? We just heard about Matchstick.
5: Oh, my favorite coffee shop. Well, I really like uh, I really like um, Revolver in Gastown.
0: Yeah. Mm, the snootiest one, huh? Although everyone likes Snooty Coffee Shop.
5: Snooty. Yeah. Uh, the other one I really like. Actually, no. Let me take that back. My most favorite coffee shop is also actually a, a restaurant cafe. Okay. And is it Cafe Medina? No. Okay. It's Acme Cafe. Acme. Where's that one? Um, It's right beside Save on Meats.
0: Oh. I
5: go there. It's probably the most, the coffee shop I frequent the most. Yeah? Yes.
0: What kind of coffee shop is it? I haven't been to it.
5: Well, it's a restaurant. They're kind of like a it's diner. More like a diner? Yeah. It is a diner, but so they like- have amazing baked goods. Amazing. Really, really my like big recommendation. Yeah. But they also they also do really big coffees. If you go there and you sit in, have a pie, you can get unlimited coffee. Oh yeah. They'll just always come by diner and refill. Style
0: coffee is the best for that.
5: Otherwise, if you wanted something a little bit nicer, I mean there's this one guy that works there, and every time I ask him for a cappuccino, I always say, can I get an extra foamy cappuccino? Because that's how I like my cappuccinos. Mm-hmm. And he'll make it, like, super seriously the most foamiest
0: thing I've ever seen. Like more foam than coffee?
5: Well, not maybe not more foam than coffee, but, like, uh, you know when you get a beer and it has the head on top of the beer uh, above the glass?
0: Yeah. That's it's... just the, the result of a good pour.
5: Exactly. Like, there can
0: be, like, a very small amount of foam. Yeah. And that can still happen.
5: But it's basically foam above my cup. Okay. Which is really
0: nice. What's the ratio of... I want to know what the ratio of foam to coffee is.
5: You know, I don't really know the ratio. Because every time I get a cappuccino, it's always a different size. Uh, So every place has a different... If you go... uh, I mean, I don't know. It's fairly inconsistent here, I would say.
0: Okay. Well... We can maybe we'll work it out some other time. All right. <laughs> um, why don't we listen to a song by a band called Do you want to hear? actually, let's play this song and then you can tell me if okay. this other song goes with it. So this is Twin River off of their album Rough Gold and the song is called Feather. was Twin River, Uh, and that was off of their EP, Rough Gold, Feather. Uh, You can pick it up at your local record store, should you be interested. I think they also have a band camp. Uh, What were we talking about?
5: What are we talking about today? Well, talking about Halloween.
0: We are talking about Halloween's coming up, although I didn't pick up any Halloween-y music except for possibly the names of a song (laughs) <laughs> Beyond that, it's not. I, I don't have any Monster Mash equivalent. Modern Monster oh
5: Maybe I'll like think of some. I'll try to think of some.
0: We'll oh, see. oh, we'll see. Go- Gothic,
5: Gothic Tropic.
0: Go- um, we are going to be giving tickets away to the Gothic Tropic show that's later right. later in the episode. Um, Gothic is pretty Halloweeny.
5: Yeah, sort of. That's true. It's yeah. also playing on actual Halloween Day.
0: Oh, so, so if you're looking for something to do on Wednesday.
5: Mm-hmm. Next week.
0: Yeah, the show is at um, the Higher Learning event that Library Square puts on, with uh, well.
5: Well, it, uh, with Village with and Village. also Two High Crew.
0: Two High Crew. Oh, I love Two High Crew. Oh, they're hosting. What does that mean? I
5: don't know, but it's going to be <laughs> so much fun. I'm like super excited. We have a bit of a super secret surprise. Oh yeah. For the show.
0: Is it costumes?
5: Well, it's costumes, but more than just you, a beyond costume. That beyond, is, beyond that, okay, we we got we got a few are you surprises. Candy the crowd? Uh, no, we're not doing that. But
0: okay. Good. it's going to be
5: really amazing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want um, you to do that.
5: Okay, so. actually, um, yeah, we are not going to throw candy at all. <laughs> No, yeah, we're really not actually throwing candy. So don't go looking for candy. (laughs) But we will have a few surprises up our sleeves.
0: Um, Okay, well, why don't we put on another... Oh, just a second. I want to stop for a second since we're talking about candy briefly. Mm -hmm. Um, This is a tip. This is a hot tip. Buy (laughs) your candy after Halloween, unless you happen to have to give some away for kids. But the day after Halloween, candy prices... Bottom out. Get your Halloween candy the day after.
5: (laughs) Is that kind of the standard for any holiday?
0: Every holiday, buy your holiday thing. Gut. Get your frozen turkeys the day after Thanksgiving.
5: I've actually never thought about that, but always chocolate. I
0: just I did for Thanksgiving, and it was awesome. There you Uh, go. I bet it will happen again for Christmas.
5: I I've you know post Christmas chocolate, post Valentine's chocolate, Mm -hmm. post Easter chocolate post-Halloween your cho- candy your or chocolate, chocolate or whatever.
0: after every holiday. <laughs> or but do you think champagne goes down in price after, uh, after New Year's?
5: Actually, that would be interesting if it did, but I don't because think so.
0: I do know that scotch goes down in price after Father's Day. Really? I've seen that happen. No. Yeah, I've gone to the liquor store, the BCL, and after Father's Day... Every Scotch, there was like tons of scotches, and they were all like five bucks off.
5: Okay, well, is, that's actually a really good tip. Yeah, <laughs> that's not super well known.
0: No, <laughs> well, I don't know if they do it every year, but they did it this that one year, and it's it was a good time to go shopping. Excellent. Anyhow, let's play another song. What do you? What, oh, do you want to hear that Spider Legs song? Yeah. Okay, so this is Spider Legs. You can find their music on SoundCloud.
5: And only on SoundCloud. And only
0: on SoundCloud or this radio show. Uh, (laughs) This is Sophia by Spidey Legs. Mm
1: Winnie Cooper and CITR 101.9 present Triple Ween at Fortune Halloween Night. $10 tickets at Highlight, DIPT, Red Cat, or CITR to see Teen Witch, Falcons, Surreal Harm, Killing Time Quartet, Boha, and based God. Don't miss it. The ghost will come get ya!
3: To CITR Friday afternoons from 2 till 3.30 for Radio Zero Where your host DJ brings you an eclectic mix of new international pop Ranging from the most fashionably disaffected To the brightest sugar-coated music around Along with a good measure of vintage new wave, punk, and disco To kick off your weekend That's Radio Zero, Friday afternoons at 2 On 101.9 FM, CITR
1: On October 30th, the second annual Scotiabank Jiller Light Bash is coming to Vancouver. This special event will be hosted at Studio 700 in the CBC Broadcast Centre from 5 to 8 p.m. So make sure you get those tickets. $25 at www.jillerlightbash.ca The event is in support of Canada's original literacy organization, the Frontier College, which in the past decade has raised $350,000 for its program. So remember to save the date, October 30th, at Studio 700 in the CBC Broadcast Center. Enjoy. And
5: yeah. we're back.
0: We're back. CITR 101.9. This is Peanut Butter and Jams. I am Jordy. I'm Jessica. And uh, we are your hosts today. Uh, Brenda couldn't make it.
5: Yep. Here's the substitute... Uh co-host slash correspondent comes to the rescue. Yes.
0: <laughs> Thank you very much for the last minute fill-in. Um so we were discussing Halloween candy, but we didn't actually get to one thing where we were both brainstorming things you could do with leftover Halloween candy. Yes. And I'm gonna go first because otherwise you might just steal my idea. <laughs> um
5: I've got to think of the cookies. Toss bank them in idea. cookies. Oh, okay. That was not my like, idea.
0: Cho- like, chop them into cookie sized bites and throw them in. Chop up a Kit Kat bar or whatever. Yeah. Moises pieces. Totally. Skittles. Maybe not Skittles. Depends on the cookie. Mm hmm. Yeah.
5: I was thinking, you know, you could also crush compost it up.
0: cookies.
5: Yeah, actually, yeah. I was thinking compost cookies, too. For those of you who don't know, compost cookies are uh, the best. I haven't had one. I hear they're extremely, actually quite difficult to make, according to a lot of reviews online. Basically, the compost cookie is a nicer way of saying a garbage cookie, and you put a bunch of snacks into it. Like salty snacks, sweet snacks. Yeah, it's, it's supposed whatever. to be made
0: from like the a bunch of stuff that you have, like. Lying around some, like, in the kitchen. Coffee, you kind of need coffee grounds, like mm-hmm. after they've made the coffee.
5: Yeah. Um, Potato chips.
0: But yeah, as beyond well. that, you need like.
5: Uh, pretzels.
0: Yeah, and then it's just like candy. stuff that you have in the bottom of like snack bags. Exactly. Like, when it's down to the like crumbly bits that you're like, oh, well, I don't don't want to pick this through this because they're all the small pieces now. Mm-hmm. You can just pour them into compost cookies. Yeah. Or garbage cookies. Or garbage whatever, cookies. Whatever you
5: <laughs> From Momofuku. The Momofuku Milk Bar. That's where it's from.
0: Is that the originator of them? Yes, the, it is. Of them? Oh, wow. Christina Tosi. Well, I, you can find recipes for them all over the internet It's now. true. You yeah. can.
5: But they're all, I don't know, they're difficult. I've been trying to find I, a recipe that's
0: You haven't been foolproof. happy with your attempts?
5: No, I haven't attempted it at all. It's just all, all the comments I've been reading is just kind of scary to,
0: mm. to even try hard. it. You, you, you can probably handle it.
5: Okay. Well, my idea was to put them in ice cream. I guess it's not that oh, that's different. that's
0: too. Yeah. Yeah. Leftover Halloween candy and ice cream is pretty good, too.
5: But can you think of something that would be um, like
0: a non-dessert? Fashion?
5: A non-dessert, yeah.
0: Um you could make crafts
5: out of them? Crafts? Like, Did you say crafts? Yeah,
0: crafts, yeah. <laughs> like you could hang them from <laughs> the ceiling above a baby's crib and
5: make like a model?
0: Yeah. Okay, it's not a good okay, idea. Okay, I don't but, think
5: that's a good one. Um I was thinking what about how about like a cheese sandwich?
0: where's the cheese
5: <laughs> no you supply the cheese and then you can put chocolate in your cheese sandwich
0: depends on the chocolate you've got it like some of the chocolate leftover halloween candy chocolate is kind of low quality so you yeah. might not want it in like a cheese sandwich
5: and i don't know it might be nice oh uh, here's another thing or putting it on toast um with oh. some butter
0: yeah you can melt it and yeah, yeah melt it, it on toast. toast yeah that's a good idea maybe you can like, take your. it's like nutella yeah uh, with crunchy, but crunchy stuff it's um, like crunchy nutella they don't make crunchy nutella so this, you gotta make it yourself there you go yeah there actually go. that's a that's a good idea i think we came up with the winner right there <laughs> i'm gonna put a, an end to this conversation right now because we have to hear a song this is off of the safe amp compilation have you heard of this
5: no i haven't do you know who
0: the safe amplification yes i do site society are um, uh, for those of you who don't know Safeamp is dedicated to opening a community-based all ages venue in Vancouver. They have been raising funds to get that going and raise awareness of the need for all ages venues in the, in the town. And they just have released a compilation that you can probably find at your at most local record stores. It's got a lot of really great Vancouver bands on it. Uh, Apollo Ghost, Synth Cake, Lost Lover's Brigade, Bleeding Hearts, Hermetic, Collapsing Opposites, Sleuth, Half Chinese, Sharing Pinks, Aunts and Uncles. Um, I'm going to play a song uh, by the most Halloween-y band on the album. Do you want to guess what it is?
5: Um, oh, didn't you tell me? Oh, wait. Wait, I think that was on the other album. Okay, I don't know. What
0: is it? Hemogoblin. Oh, it Hemo was Goblin. that one. I yeah. was
5: like, I could have guessed that.
0: Okay, so this is, this is um, uh, I Will Live Forever by Hemogoblin off of the Safe Amp. Uh, the Safe Amp compilation. we're back uh that was hemoglobin uh we've got a song by spells coming up in
5: so that's three bands so far
0: three bands spider legs
5: hemoglobin
0: hemoglobin and spells all these are our, this is our halloween, halloween names yeah.
5: halloween band names
0: yeah um so we uh you had a little fact about hemoglobin
5: did I? Yeah, you did. Oh, okay. Uh, Half
0: the band of.
5: Uh, well, Ian from White Poppy mm-hmm. is also in Hemogoblin.
0: Yes, which is pretty great. Yeah, <laughs> that
5: was actually the first time I've heard them. That's really, really grooving.
0: I noticed that I White Poppy just, was like, starting to get to some that. recognition outside of Vancouver, too. Which oh, is yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
5: They are featured on Gorilla vs. Bear as well.
0: Yeah, I saw them on Weird Canada, too, which, yeah, they're doing great, which is great for them. Yay! Um, why don't we put on the spell song and we're going to, why don't we do a ticket giveaway when we get back?
5: All right. Sounds good. Okay.
0: So stay tuned. With spells, guided highways. And uh Jessica, what are we doing right now? Uh right now? Yeah, what are we doing?
5: We're hanging out.
0: No, no. <laughs> Don't be facetious.
5: <laughs> um I think we're going to play a song.
0: Yes. Um this song is uh called Monkey Bars. It is by Gothic Tropic. And uh as soon as the song starts we are going to be starting a contest.
5: As soon as the song starts or maybe after the song's finished?
0: Um, no, let's do it as soon as it starts. Then we have the whole song to like watch responses, because otherwise we'll be like...
5: Okay. How many responses do you need to...
0: We need one <laughs> response to win the tickets.
5: <laughs> but feel free to re- respond in however way, I guess.
0: Okay, so... Um, uh, on our Facebook page, the Peanut Butter and Jams Facebook page, we are going to post a link to a video for this event. Um,
5: What's the link to the Facebook
0: page? Caller, call it's going to be on our Facebook page. Um, the it's the the event, or our Facebook page, is called Peanut Butter and Jams. How do you spell CITR that? CITR 101.9 FM. Um, if you start typing in, uh, if you... If you go to... It's Peanut Butter and Jams on CITR 101.9 FM. Uh, if you search it on Facebook, you should be able to find the group. I'm going to give you guys a little bit of time to do that in case you're not already a fan. You, you're listening to it. I mean, <laughs> um, who, So tell us about the event itself. Who's going to be playing?
5: Okay, so uh, it's going to be Gothic Tropic and Village, and it's hosted by two high crew. It's going to be a lot of very fun. entertaining. Who are very entertaining, yes. Mm-hmm. I've never seen them, but I'm actually kind of excited to see them. Both. Both bands. Um, and as well, it's on Halloween night, so October 31st at Library Square. And what else, Jordy?
0: That's, that's it. That's the details. Um, if you are interested in, uh, or if you win the tickets, they will be available for pickup here at CITR. Um, but... Here, uh, here's the song, and uh, there's going to be a, a post to a video of uh, this event. And if you comment on it, you will win the tickets. <laughs> So, you could win tickets to. That was Gothic Tropic. Their song, Monkey Bars. <laughs> uh, uh, pretty good. Pretty good. T- tickets are still out there. We have had some likes, but, uh, <laughs> no not, comments but yet. possibly people who already have plans Halloween night. Um, but if you're looking for something to do Halloween, there are two tickets. Um, and you know what? We're going to open it up to callers too now. Uh, if you would like to call. Uh, the the on air booth is 604-822-2487 which is also 604-822 uh, uh, CITR. Um, but let's put on a song by Teen Days while we wait. To give away these tickets to you maybe. We'll see. We're we're gonna, it's a race between phones and Facebook now. That was Teen Days off of his new album Mansions, Teen Days from Abbotsford. That song was called Divided Loyalties. Really good. I thought it was. I thought it's great. Anyhow.
5: <laughs> that was really nice. Yeah, I enjoyed that.
0: Um. So contest is over. No. Okay. Uh, that they didn't. They didn't call.
5: I don't know. Okay. <laughs>
0: Jessica said we had a caller, but we didn't, I guess.
5: <laughs> okay, continue, please.
0: Um, I I've, I've lost my train of thought. I'm going to Adam.
3: <laughs> Liveband.com is Vancouver's community-driven concert calendar. New shows are added daily by the city's most active promoters, musicians, and by the driving force of the music scene, the fans. LiveVan.com's listings are different because they are integrated with profiles updated by bands and business owners as they promote upcoming events. Check out the archives to see how closely we've worked within the community to put on the shows you love. Visit LiveMusicVancouver.com for the latest independent and major label event listings. LiveVan.com, Vancouver's community-driven concert calendar.
0: It's good. Uh, we are back on the air. This is uh, CITR one point nine FM. This is the end, uh, or approaching the end of Peanut Butter and Jams. Uh, we have, uh, Eric has joined us. Uh, what's, your sh- what's your show called again? The 7.30 show. 7.30 show. Um, we'll be going on. That's on at uh, 7.30, by the way. <laughs> and uh, uh, you can join him for that. Uh we've uh, that the what you just heard was Elvis Was a Blonde, um, off their self titled EP. Uh, the song was called Jin. They played at uh, Shindig last night. Uh, and uh, or sorry, not last night, uh, Tuesday night. Didn't win, but they were quite good. Um Grey Empire was also quite good. Uh have you been to many Shindigs, Jessica?
5: Not this year. I haven't gone. I went to a bunch last year and I still have a joke that I've been wanting to tell. No, I haven't. Let's hear it.
1: Let's hear it. Uh, I we
5: have to say, I can't have see to say If she tells us it. someone's
1: gonna punchline her. Come on, I got a beer in my pocket. I'll give you a beer if it's a good one. Do you actually? No, but.
5: Because <laughs> 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 that would be kind of funny. <laughs> All
1: right. Are you
0: gonna, are you gonna tell it or are you gonna keep it a secret?
5: Ah, uh, should I tell it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, you have to tell us now. Should I? I feel like you have built it up too much. Okay. Now. Okay. Fine. For, for I'm gonna. I'm day. gonna
5: tell. I'm gonna tell the joke. I. Oh. I. Okay. I call this joke. I. I co-wrote it with a friend.
0: <laughs> okay. So this is this is half yours.
5: <laughs> half and my you joke. Can
0: pa- you can pass it off when uh, if if everybody I always, I always
5: like. I always like to call credit on that. But oh well. Okay. Anyway. <clears throat> okay. What is Little John's favorite food? I
0: don't know. Yeah, yums. Okay, <laughs> I'm John. sorry. Okay. That's, that's not bad. That's not bad. I'm you, sorry. You, you need to know a little um, bit about the works of Little John for
5: yeah. it to really work. That's true. But,
0: yeah. Okay. Eric <laughs> shaking his head. Yes.
5: <laughs> Best joke of all time.
0: Okay, that's a good one. Uh, let's, let's, <laughs> uh, after, after Eric's show is uh, after the 7:30 show, Thunderbird Radio Hell. We'll be on. Um, stay tuned.
1: Uh, and uh, What's brown and Sounds Like a Bell? Dung. Yeah, it's the oldest joke in the world. I guess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, this is a uh, song by Jenny Ritter we're going to leave you with. Uh, and uh, Eric, we'll let Eric set up right. while, while it plays.
1: backward tape there at the end there to send us off uh that's I think that was uh that was um Jenny Ritter I believe a track called Ghost from her CD Brightman and that was pretty good that was um the last track by uh from uh Peanut Butter and Jams the show that plays the indie stuff um never heard this before it sounded pretty good pretty good uh, production it sounded you know doesn't sound like a homemade uh type of thing at all um Anyways, hi, how are you doing? Uh, 7.30, so uh, welcome to the 7.30 show. My name's Eric. I'll be here for the next 90 minutes playing just a variety of things, whatever I can uh, think of to pull out of the uh, out of the rack there. So uh, anyways, uh, let's start it off here. Let's go back to this. is. I kind of tend to do older stuff, retro stuff. So we're going back to 1972 here. And with a track called Strange Movies, here's the Trogs. <laughs>